Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Karina McLaren, co-founder of the Cosan Go Travel Dress. Karina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. So I I always love interviewing founders that have done multiple crowdfunding campaigns because usually they bring a unique perspective to the interview in terms of what happened on the first one and then what's going on on the second one and where all that began. So you're a traveler. You created your first product and used Kickstarter to launch it out there. Let's let's take a trip down the path or the journey that you took to uh, bring your first product to life and where that journey began. A little trip down memory lane. Yeah, for sure. So we launched our first product, which was the COSAN travel tech system on Kickstarter last year, around the same time as we're doing this one. The reason we launched the product was, you know, we're travelers. We, we love to travel to see the world. And we felt that there was a gap in the market for clothing and gear specifically built for travelers. So you can go out and buy something from L.L. Bean or Tilly, but it's typically marketed an older generation. And it's, while really functional, not always so stylish. So we were kind of trying to do something that's a little bit of both. And we thought the first item any traveler needs is a really good bag. So we launched it on, on Kickstarter. It did really well, raised just under 100000 on Kickstarter. And then we went on to Indiegogo In Demand, raised some more there, did some pre-orders on our website. And those were delivered in May of this year. So it's awesome that you delivered your product, hopefully on time, and all of your backers are super excited to Almost get their product. Almost on time. Right? <laughs> Almost on time. Yeah. There's always always little hiccups, but we did our best to, to be transparent. You're always going to get some backers who are frustrated by the delays, but I think as long as you keep communication up and you're clear and transparent about why things are happening, um, most backers will understand that. And we weren't too late. I think it was maybe three weeks later than we had anticipated. How did you end up hooking up with your co-founder, Alex? Actually, Alex used to run a company called Naked. They did like really, really beautiful underwear and loungewear for men and then expanded into to women's wear. So back when I was in school, I needed to find an internship, saw them on Dragon's Den, which is kind of the Canadian version of Shark Tank. And I reached out to Naked and uh, I actually interned with them. And full circle, we stayed in touch and, and now I'm working on them with this. Awesome. All right. So yeah. let's fast forward now to current date. You guys are running another Kickstarter campaign, mm-hmm. this time now done almost over $500,000 in US dollars in funding and almost 5,000 backers. So I know <laughs> this is amazing, you know, in terms of the overall growth and trust you've built with the community that's out there. And obviously, you found a product that the community wanted. So let's talk a little bit about in terms of inspiration for launching the, the travel dress now. 
Yeah, definitely. So following the launch of our first successful Kickstarter, we got to brainstorm when we knew we wanted to do clothing. That was always the goal. And ultimately, we want to do men's and women's clothing. But when we surveyed our community, we actually engaged our community in the development process. We found that women's clothing was the biggest gap, and that's where we saw the biggest demand. And when it came to a specific product, many of them were looking for a dress. And so it was kind of a no-brainer. We started going down that road, testing different styles. We actually had our, I think there was four or five different styles illustrated, kind of like mocked up. We surveyed those to our community, and this style you see now, which is a wrap dress, was the most popular one. So uh, we really like to involve our community in the process from the very beginning. So I'd love to talk a little bit about product development. So you guys had the first product developed in Vietnam, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then the second product, this travel dress, you guys are making it in China. How do you go about finding these factories or these places that can make and manufacture your products for you at the quality that you want? There's a couple different ways of doing it. For the fabric, for example, we've reached out to so many factories. I think it was probably 200 different mills that we reached out to to see if anybody had the capabilities to do what we wanted to do. And that was a lot of Googling and searching and just really trial and error. And then in terms of factories, we we did the same thing, but we also kind of asked our network. So Alex, having been in the industry for quite a while, I have some contacts from my schooling because I studied fashion. We went out and we tried to leverage our network to see if anybody knew of someone who would be a good fit for us. And we ended up working with a great designer who suggested the factory that we were going with, which is based out of Shanghai. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the prep work leading up to your Kickstarter campaign from a marketing perspective and asset creation, videography, all of those things. What have you done differently from launching the first one now to the second one? The biggest difference, I think, would be in terms of the video. We loved our video for the travel pack system. We filmed it while we were on the ground in Vietnam working with our factory. Our team spent two months there every day kind of testing and and trying different things and going through the design process. So we were able to actually film while we were there. On this, this last project that we're doing now, we haven't been able to visit the factory yet. Alex is actually going the first week of December. So we had to get a bit more creative when it came to putting our our video together. So what we did is we had some samples made up, some pre-production samples, and we sent them to three different travelers in the kind of travel influencer space. And we asked them to shoot kind of different clips, raw clips, wherever they were in the world. And we then used that to compile our video with our video editor in Vancouver. That's super smart. So how did you find those influencers and how were they compensated? Yeah, we paid them for for their time. And I found them through Instagram. (laughs) Um, So I obviously am pretty active in the Instagram space, especially for travel. So I knew kind of some people that I would have I wanted to work with. And I, I just reached out to them, started a conversation, and they were really excited and really responsive. And uh, we were able to form a partnership. Excellent. So let's talk about the month or two leading up to launch in terms of the marketing standpoint. What did you guys do to put yourself in such a good position to you know fund and have such success within the first week of this campaign versus the first one? Yes, it was a few different things. I mean, we had a little bit of a customer base from our last campaign, but that was a mix of men and women, whereas now we were focusing on a female-only product. So we started trying to engage the community, getting them, as I said, to vote on different styles. We put that on through our social media channels, email blasts, that kind of thing. We got them to vote on colors. We did a lot of social media posting, kind of like hinting at what was coming, showing some sneak peeks. And and we just tried to also engage on different Facebook groups. So there's a huge network of female travel Facebook groups, and we tried to leverage those as well. 
Interesting. How did you go about that? Is it a matter of reaching out to the moderators of those groups or getting them yes. product or giving them incentives? How does that work? So it's a little bit of both. You, I always suggest if you're going to like post in any Facebook group where you want to have a partnership to always, always reach out to the admins or the mods because they do typically have rules and you'll get kicked out otherwise. So I reached out to the ones that I was most interested in and we offer an affiliate program right now. So I offer the same affiliate commission links to these groups and we were able to form a partnership that way. That's excellent. So what tips would you have for someone else looking to develop their fashion product for the first time? Yeah, I think it's, again, I, I know I probably sound like a, <laughs> a broken record. I really, really believe in engaging the community. I think, you know, our customers know what they want and it's up to us to listen. So if there's a way that you can kind of tap into that from the beginning, that'll be really helpful. Second to that is I believe strongly in influencer marketing and affiliate marketing. And I think that there's a huge space there. While it might not translate to sales directly or right away, I do think it's helpful to get eyes on your product and also to help build content that you may not be able to put together yourself, especially as a small company. So with all those marketing efforts that you guys have put forth on this project thus far, where have you seen the biggest return on your investments? So our biggest return has definitely been with paid advertising. So we have a really aggressive Facebook ad strategy. We knew that this was kind of what we wanted to do going in. We didn't really do anything pre-launch, but once the campaign was up and running, we put a lot of dollars behind having Facebook ads. We tested a lot of different copy and imagery and assets, and we're working with a lot of different audiences trying to see what works. And we found that that was definitely the, the biggest converter for us. So we always talk about, you know, the community that you build beforehand in terms of getting engagement and everything there. Now that you're on your second campaign, talk about a little bit about your experience with your backers from your first campaign and your current campaign. How much feedback have you gotten from them? How have you gone about managing that feedback and then promoting that campaign within that community? Yeah. So obviously we have their email. So we sent out some email blasts, but we took it one step further. We're actually calling every single backer we had. And if they're not located in Canada or the States, we're emailing them personally to kind of get their feedback on our last product. It's not so much about promoting the new one, but we want to make sure that they're happy with the experience from last time. And that's actually led to getting some reviews on our website. It's all great. It all leads to traffic. So we found that that was a really good strategy. So what's been the biggest surprise thus far of your second campaign versus your first one? Oh, that's a tough one. I think re realistically for us, it was the numbers. I We obviously had really high goals. We, we knew we really wanted to knock this one out of the park, but our team has been really humbled by the experience so far and the level of engagement that we've gotten on this particular campaign. The last one was good, but the amount of comments and reach out we're getting is just huge. And I'm loving every second of it because I, I personally get to engage with every single customer that comes through our door. And there's so much value in that. So I'm really excited for this answer. Where are you guys headed next? Oh, well, we're working on some other product development, definitely some more dresses in our future. We're getting lots of great suggestions from our community and we'd love to launch some menswear too. So stay tuned on that. Very cool. I mean, I love what the, the campaign has done on this current one. What's really interesting to me when I do these interviews is seeing how many first time Kickstarter backers a product brings in. And what's unique about yours is about 25% of your backers are brand new to Kickstarter. They've never backed anything in their lives. So hopefully mm. this is the start of something new for them, you know, to be able to go along for the journey with an entrepreneur like yourself. Definitely. That, that's that been pretty incredible for us. And I think it, it ties into the product itself and the market. I know Kickstarter does tend to have a more male skewed demographic, whereas our product is female focused. So I think we're able to get some more, more females in the Kickstarter door, which is great. 
Absolutely. Bring them on. <laughs> yes. All right, Karina. Well, this is going to bring us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? I'm good to go. What inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My parents own their own business and I just don't really love working for other people. Never have. Always had my own ideas of how things should be done. So here I am. <laughs> if you could take a trip with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Oh man, that's a hard one. I would probably go with Richard Branson right now. I just think he's kind of a little bit different and, and has some really interesting ideas about the world right now. And a little, uh, not so typical when it comes to the entrepreneurial journey. So I'd be really keen to pick his brain. Where would you want to travel? Hmm. Where I really want to go right now is Nepal. I, I'm dying to, to do the base camp trek. Nice. What would be your uh, first question for Sir Richard Branson? My first question would be what keeps him going every day? So he's obviously super successful, but what is it that makes him want to keep pushing and keep finding new ways to really push the envelope? Nice. Any business book or life book you would recommend to our audience? Oh, off the top of my head, can't think of any. I haven't been reading too much lately. been too busy with the campaign. Good answer. <laughs> All right. So where do you see yourself in five years? Selling lots of amazing travel gear to lots of amazing travelers. All right. What's your favorite travel destination? Favorite so far has been New Zealand, hands down. All right. Last question in the launch round. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it's going to continue to evolve and change. And as we see more startups use it as a, a launching platform for products like this, not necessarily just tech, but you know, actual clothing or apparel or design products, I think we're going to see some really innovative things come through. And I hope that we see more and more women come into the space as well. Karina, this has been awesome. This is your chance to give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go and why they should check you out. Yeah, definitely. So check out the Go Travel Dress, the Kosan Go Travel Dress on Kickstarter. It's got 14 travel-friendly features and we're really, really excited about where we're going with it. I also kind of want to open the door that if anybody has any questions about the campaign or you know, entrepreneurship or crowdfunding in general, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me at Karina at CoSanTravel.com. Um, I was lucky enough to get some great advice as we were launching and I always like to pass that on. That's it. Awesome. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. And if you like this episode as much as I do, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Karina, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.